Chapter Seventeen of The Rover Boys in Camp by Arthur M. Winfield. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Berard. Chapter Seventeen: The Enemy Plot Mischief. The most disgusted cadet on Pine Island was Lou Flapp, and when Jackson walked out of the water and entered one of the bath tents, he followed his crony with a face full of bitterness. Why didn't you try to keep up and win out? he asked bitterly while jackson was dressing i did try but rover came up like a steam engine you seem to play out all in a minute and that is just what i did do the pace was too hot for me and i just about collapsed those fellows are good swimmers no two ways about that bah i could have beaten them with ease i'd like to see you do it do you know i lost six dollars on that race went on flapp after a pause who won the money songbird powell how did you come to put up such an odd figure lou i bet a dollar even first and then when i felt certain you would win i gave him odds of five to one i was a chump well i did my best honestly i did returned jackson who hated to have his crony lose i ought to make you pay me back i'd do it if i had the money said jackson he rarely had money in his pocket spending everything as fast as received well that is one more we owe that crowd observed flapp with increased bitterness when jackson was dressed he and flapp took themselves to another part of the camp and there met pender rockley and ben hurdy let us take a walk said jackson i am sick of staying around where the others can stare at me come with me put in pender i have found something i want to show you a gold mine perhaps said flapp i need one just now betting on jackson nearly cleaned me out it's no gold mine but it may prove useful to us answered the other cadet the crowd started off and pender led the way through the woods and partly around the rocky hill in the centre of the island i ran into it quite by accident he said you'd never suspect it was there unless you knew of it knew of what asked rockley what sort of a mystery are you running us into now just wait and see pender stepped from the path they had been pursuing and pushed aside some overhanging bushes beyond was a small clearing backed up by a high rocky wall in the wall was an opening blocked up by a heavy door secured by a rusty iron chain that was passed through a ring in the rocks well this is certainly odd exclaimed flapp what kind of a place is it it's a den of some sort said hurdy maybe some counterfeiters belong here bosh you talk as if you were in a dime novel came from jackson more than likely some old hermit lived there when some men get queer in the head they come to just such a spot as this to end their days they hate the sight of other human beings i reckon it is a hermit's den said pender but if so the hermit left it years ago for everything inside is covered with dust and cobwebs and mildew pander walked up to the stout wooden door unfastened the iron chain and threw the barrier back one after the other the boys entered the opening beyond at first they could see but little but gradually their eyes became accustomed to the gloom and they made out a rocky chamber about twelve feet wide and 
running back in irregular shape for a hundred feet or more at some points the ceiling was so low they had to stoop while elsewhere it was far above their reach the flooring was fairly level with rock in some places and hard dirt in others the opening was rudely furnished with a heavy table and a bench and close to one wall was a box bed still filled with pine boughs on a big wooden hook hung a man's coat so decayed that it began to fall apart when they touched it the table contained several tin cups and plates all rust-eaten this is certainly a curious find said flapp how did you happen to hit it gus i was exploring the cliff above when i happened to slip and fall into the bushes just in front of the door i was shook up but not hurt and when i got up i saw the door and wondered what it meant then i looked inside and after that went back to camp to tell you fellows about it it will make a dandy place for secret meetings suggested brockley we can come here and do what we please just what i thought said pender we can smuggle no end of good things here from the nearest village and come whenever we have our off time perhaps we can do more than that said flapp struck with a sudden idea what asked the others i'll tell you some other time it's a great find continued the tall boy in the meantime those left at the camp had surrounded dick and were congratulating him on his victory i knew you would win said powell when the excitement was over i bet with lou flapp on the result garland was stakeholder what did you win songbird six dollars gracious you went in pretty deep flapp called me a coward when i told him i didn't want to bet so i had to take him up went on songbird had it been anybody else i might have given the money back but i won't give it back to that bully it's against the rules to bet songbird but you're not going to tell on me are you you know me better than to ask the question just the same i am sorry you bet said dick i'm going to treat the boys as soon as i get the chance went on powell six dollars will buy a whole lot of ice cream and cake not to mention soda and candy and peanuts and then he began to hum to himself peanuts and candy and raspberry ice chocolate cake and all that's nice every student can come if he will and every student can eat his fill i believe you'd sing at a funeral said dick laughing i wouldn't sing at my own funeral answered powell and stalked off humming as gaily as ever the remainder of the day passed quietly enough although by the whispering in various tents it was easy to see that something unusual was in the air hazing tonight as sure as guns said major larry to one of the officers shall we arrest the hazers asked the officer with a twinkle in his eye you must obey orders answered the youthful major noncommittally since he had given no orders on the subject he could well remember his first year in camp when he had been dragged from his cot at midnight almost stripped and thrown into a brook of icy spring water and then made to run over a rough road in his bare feet for half a mile just to warm up as the hazers told him it was rough sport not to be approved but boys will be boys and it is practically impossible to stop hazing even in the highest of our institutions of learning it was poor hans muller who was the first to suffer that night 
in the midst of the darkness for there was no moon hans found himself suddenly aroused from his slumbers by being dragged out of his cot by the feet stop he began when a hand was thrust over his mouth then he was raised up by six cadets shoved out of the back of the tent and carried away to the grove in the rear of the camp the party had to pass two sentries but the sentries were evidently posted for they appeared to see nothing wrong hans was not allowed to speak until he was out of hearing distance of the camp then he was dumped on the ground with a dull thud my gracious what does this mean anyhow he demanded as he struggled to his feet does you want to kill me already drawing me around like a log of wood hey there was no answer and now he looked at the cadets to discover that each wore a black mask with a hood from which two black horns protruded who you vos already he spluttered staring in open-mouthed amazement at the party you vos all look like der old boy ain't it i guess i go me back to der camp quick and he started to run hans did not get far for a foot sent him sprawling and by the time he was again on his feet four masked cadets had him by the hands and arms so that he could not get away he started to yell when of a sudden somebody threw a handful of dry flour into his wide-open mouth Ward, he gasped Ward, do you want to choke me already and then he started to sneeze as some of the flour entered his nose there was a moment of silence and then one of the masked figures advanced slowly hans muller are you prepared to meet your doom was the question put in a deep bass voice doom vat's dot asked the german boy slightly frightened are you prepared to die die not by a jackful i ain't you let me go are you prepared to become a full-fledged member of the order of black skulls not much i don't belong to noddings gasped hans then you must prepare to meet your fate away with him fellows to his doom before hans could resist he was caught up once again one of the cadets had brought with him a large blanket and into this the german youth was thrown then the others caught the blanket around the edges stop roared hans and tried to climb out of the blanket but before he could manage it the thing was given a toss and up he went high into the air oh my gracious he gasped and came down with a crash to go up again an instant later then up and down went the boy turning over and over until he was all but dazed stop murder fire robbers he roared let me out quick i was turning outside in already oh stop won't you please will you join the order of black skulls he was asked again yah yah anything so long as you lets me down quick and you will not breathe a word about what has taken place here i say me noddings upon my honor ain't it then let him go fellows and a moment later hans was lowered now you are one of us said another student and handed him a mask skull-cap and pair of horns the latter made of stuffed black cloth do you promise to help us anything's what you wants 
then come with us and don't dare to open your mouth End of chapter seventeen